What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's your old chocolate buddy. Yes, you. Jonathan James Ramcharan. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent June 15th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Get your shoes shined up, boy. Boy, ooh, I'm going to run you ragged, boy. Going to make you sweat. Going to make you earn every drop today, boy. Boy. Fetch my rotten crop, boy. I'm Yosemite Sam, the most rootinest, tootinest, shootinest villain in the whole Wild West. <coughs> if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, this is a show where I yelp, bitch, whine, bellyache, squawk, kabik about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Kindred souls, best friends forever, you know, shared experiences, you know, gonna whine and dine ya gonna cry in your lap, gonna guilt trip you, gonna try to, you know, impose myself and manipulate you and, you know, you know, coerce you into doing things that are, you know, really against your best interests, but really serve my better interests. You know, a typical relationship, whether it be friend, lover, you know, whatever it is, manipulation. A real relationship. But, you know, it's just like a platform, you know. Connectivity in this time of um, disconnect, social distancing, pandemic, anti-racism protests, upheaval, you know. It's good. It's good to have a little connectivity. Understanding through relatability. We don't always have to 100% understand a person as long as we can relate to them. You know, you're a human being, I'm a human being. You put your pants on one leg at a time, you know. You shit, you eat, you sleep. You shit, you eat, you sleep, you know. Connectivity, understanding through relatability. Hallelujah. And if you are new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, I am an actor extraordinaire. 19 years of service, diploma in theater arts. That's been to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it, you know. I finally had the opportunity to, you know, shave off some of this scruff. That was like spreading like wildfire across my face, you know. I was getting that fucking, you know, that fucking paranoid chimpanzee, quarantined caveman angst, you know, full bush on my face. getting that real monkey kind of fucking scruff going but you know actors are well known for like you know growing some fucking pompous bush you know some bulging beard and sit cross-legged on a you know 
opening night gala talk back with the audience and you know fuck off right swarmy prick right fucking penis wrinkle you know give it a break with the fucking beard you're not interesting you're not uh whimsical or you know all-knowing or bohemian free-spirited just because you grew a fucking mangy scruff across your fucking face you're just a fucking degenerate or you've been quarantined during pandemic one of the two but yes finally shaved off this bitch and um you know got to thinking you know because you know sometimes you'd be caught in a spell when you got that you got that fucking you got that fucking you're like a different person you know when you when you when you like when you let the tumbleweeds grow in right you just you feel a little bit out of sorts you know the pubes are growing in the fucking stash is growing in ladies you know them fucking baby long legs daddy long legs them fucking spindly fucking you know calves of yours getting that five o'clock shadow you know you become a different person so after i got freshly shaved as a thespian, actor, extraordinaire, I had some time to think and, um, you know, got to thinking and I'm like, you know what, Jonathan, why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? You know what I mean? You know, I wasn't joking when I said that 19 years of service. I've been an actor, a thespian extraordinaire for 19 years, you know, started as a youngin, came in the game as a youngin, pocket full of something, yo, cash money, came in the game as a youngin, uh, got a, you know, a scholarship to, um, you know, take some, you know, acting lessons, acting classes at a local theater, a professional theater in my neighborhood as a youngin. Went along to, um, you know, high school. I was the star of all the high school plays. Hate to brag, but, you know, just what it was. Toast of the drama club, circa 2003. Then, uh, you know, I went on to college where, um, again, I was kicking ass as an actor, extraordinaire, top of the class. Acting-wise, it was like a dance, singing, musical theater program. I pretty much hated every minute of it, but I did soak up and learn a lot about acting in my time there. So, mm, ups and downs, smiles and frowns, you know. It was what it was. Graduated. Then, um, you know, I was on the grind. Auditioning, online petitions. Not petitions, but, you know. There's like websites that you can go to, like Mandy dot com you know i guess in the early years there was craigslist all these online avenues of you know searching for work auditions commercials whatever you can get your fucking hands on so i was banging it out there doing like independent film college productions you know shitty fucking plays i did children's theater i think i've told you guys that many times in the past I came from the world of children's theater at one time. They, I, I played a dog. They dressed me up like a dog, you know? 
Bow wow wow and woof 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 and this is how I talk. <laughs> you know? Got me rolling on the ground like a fucking dog, fucking flea collar, itching myself, you know? Played a dog. Um, you know, I pretty much experienced everything you could possibly experience as an actor, thespian extraordinaire, aside from his success. Well, any real monetary credit, glory type of success, you know, a lot of personal success, a lot of personal triumph has come my way through my soul searching, my um, relentless grind as an actor. I fell victim. I, I fell victim at one point to um, uh, a workplace hazard. A workplace hazard in many of the creative uh, job places, you know? A lot of creative jobs, um, there's a workplace hazard. Alcoholism, substance abuse, you know? I'm an alcoholic. I am three plus years sober today, continuous sobriety. And, um, you know, there's like a Peter Pan... Lucy Goosey, you know, get loose better than Mother Goose, rock the mic day and night kind of aspect to like the performing world, right? Getting out there, getting sloshed, you know, smoking joints, chain smoking cigarettes. It's very like bohemian and free and, you know, psychedelic, you know, kind of like this backdrop, you know, that's what your mind feels like. You know, your mind feels like a Indian tapestry, you know. <laughs> you know, my mind's an Indian tapestry. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare Hare. You know, you're out of your fucking mind. And, you know, getting blackout drunk every fucking night, you know, chasing pussy. You know, it's a young actor type shit, right? Or chasing dick, whatever it is, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, you know, <clears throat> different types in the performing arts, to say the least. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, there was one time when I fell victim to that and, uh, you know, lived in that world for many a year, got sober, got back out there on the grind, back out there on the mend, you know, and, you know, here we are, three plus years of sobriety, two plus years of podcasting, you know, ups and downs, smiles and frowns, bumps, scrapes, hiccups, a hit. And, you know, here I am, pandemic 2020, you know, looking into the future. And it's like, I'd be questioning myself, you know, why do I do what I do? Well, simply put, it's the love of story. There's something about a story. That is so captivating to me, whatever it is, you know. Um, it's not the story. It's the telling that really counts, you know. You could tell a person a story about, you know, you know, yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. Um, I'm pretty much the most interesting man that ever lived, Um I went to every known 
post-secondary institute in the world, Harvard, Stratford, you know, the Museum of Modern Art, MoMo, you know, Natural History Museum, uh, you know. I have quite an academic record, and then I went and I, uh, you know, joined the NBA, played basketball for several seasons, got bored of that. Then I went and I played, um, you know, football for a few more seasons, got bored of that. Then I joined the Russian Ballet, where I danced the Shumka overseas for the troops during um, the first Gulf War. Then that got a little boring, then I decided to become a bullfighter. That didn't really pan out, so I started writing, um, you know, a patent to invent the first, um, what is known as today, the computer. So I invented the computer, and then, you know, after that I was a little burnt out, so I decided to um, retire to my private island, where I discovered um, the um, Galapagos uh, dodo bird, thus penning what is known contemporarily as um, evolution. At which point I was like, hmm, I just need a little bit more challenge. So then um, I returned and, uh, you know, consequently revealed myself to be what is known as, well, in the Western colloquialization, as um, God. Or um, Buddha, Yahweh, Allah, um, Kanye West. Yeah, I'm I'm God. Yeah, that's a story, right? Kind of boring in the telling, you know? A lot of intricacies, a lot of interesting information, yet it doesn't quite grip you. But then you could tell a story like, fuck, man. So I lost my grandma's panties. What? Yeah, I lost my grandma's panties, right? Like, Okay, so my grandma, she's having trouble right now going to the bathroom, number one, number two. So I was sent to the store to pick up, like, um, you know, granny panties. So I had to buy, like, a basket of these granny panties, right? So I'm shopping for these granny panties. And then all of a sudden I noticed out of the corner of my eye the most beautiful grandmother you ever seen. Like, this bitch was fine. She had to be in her late 70s, but she was fine. And I was just smitten. And, you know... I never felt so in love and so alive and my penis was writhing. And, you know, I had Granny Fanny. I got some Granny Fanny that night. And suffice to say, I'm in love with a fucking elderly 78-year-old woman. You know? Whoa! You fucked a grandmother? You know? And it's like, wow. What a change of dynamic. You know what I mean? It's like on one hand, you can say the most meaningless, stupid thing, but it's in the telling. Versus like, um, you know, just spewing off facts, spewing off dates, times, locations. It's in the nuance. It's in the feeling. It's in the telling. It's in the life is what gives story meaning. And story is in every facet of expression. You know, painters, sculptors, musicians, actors, actresses, writers, dancers, you know, photographers, um, and then basically the world, historians, um, dentists, doctors, plumbers, carpenters, nurses, cashiers, taxi drivers, you know, it's all a part of the story 
of humankind. It's like why that fucking chimpanzee wrote on a fucking cave wall. And they draw a picture of a deer on the wall or whatever. You know? That's, that's story. And that's what I care about. And that's why I do what I do. You know? You know? Story, stories change from day to day, you know? We got the ups and we got the downs, the smiles, the frowns, the peaks, the valleys, you know? It's all about that human experience, that human connection. And that's why I do what I do. And, you know, I never want to lose sight of that, you know? Here I am, 19 plus years of service as an actor, looking into the future, and it's like, well... You know, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because it's like this ego thing in me? Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. Uh, I want to hold on to some preconceived notion of myself. Is it all just a farce? Am I just, you know, and just one of those people scrambling for their 15 minutes of fame, throwing up content, you know, content, content, content. Or is it like, do I truly have a love of, um, you know, the craft, which is the story and the hunt and the hunger in the telling of it, you know, film, theater, podcasts. These are very intimate, meaningful methods of showcasing story. You know, when you watch a film and you're into the characters, the writing, the plot, the world the flavor, the expression of that story, then there's the value. There's the value. You feel entertained. You feel alive. You feel excited. You feel terrified. You feel entertained. You feel a part. You feel part of, more rather, or both. You can feel a part or you can feel a part of. It, it's, it's all in that world of human understanding, expression, story. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, actor extraordinaire. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. What is it, 11 years, 12 years? I don't know. I started in 2008, technically. Well, technically, I started in 2006. Was it? Technically, I started in 2005, but I didn't really get serious about it until 2008. Ah, hell, I don't know. Something like that, right? I'm not going to split hairs with you over this. Anyways, I've been banging it out for a few years now. Stand-up comedian extraordinaire. And um, again, why do I do it? Hmm. Dave Chappelle. Hey guys, it's Dave, you know. I was smoking weed the other day. I was like, you know, oh shit, I'm Dave Chappelle. You know, he's like my hero, the GOAT, you know, greatest of all time. Dave Chappelle. He recently released um, 846. 8 colon 46. His new special it was on YouTube. It's for free. Released through, I guess, Netflix. Netflix is a joke. Their channel. 
that's the channel, Netflix is a joke, something like that. Released through Netflix's YouTube channel, Dave's new special, it's free, you can get it on YouTube. Very poignant for the times, man. Uh, he goes hard. The goat, the goat gets to... The goat gets to clip, clap, clap it in over fucking George Floyd. The anti-racism protests during pandemic 2020. And um, suffice to say, why do I do what I do? You know, the motivation of a goat like Dave Chappelle, man, you just look at that and you realize, you know, the meaning. The meaning in, you know, stand-up comedy, the expression of humor, the expression of ideas, and the impact it can make on a society, you know? In the special, you know, it was shot, I believe, in Dave's town of Ohio, something or other. Corn Oaks, Ohio. (laughs) I don't fucking know, I'm just making up names. But wherever the fuck it is, it's in Ohio or something. But, you know, you see, like, you know, he's got... You know, white audience members, black audience members, female audience members, male audience members. And it's like a hodgepodge of people coming together during pandemic. And Dave's up there and he's speaking from the heart. You know, it's some real raw. um, He even mentioned it as like a message to the audience, like in the little description on YouTube. There's like a description message from Dave. Hey, guys, normally I don't like to put up. Hey guys, it's Dave. You know, usually I don't like to put out things that are, you know, unrefined, but uh, I was smoking a joint the other day and I said, no. You know, I don't know. He says like, you know, usually he doesn't like to put out things that are so unrefined, but during this time of, you know, civil unrest, civil movement that, um, and, you know, a lot of civil peace, pre peaceful protest during this time, you know, he thought he'd put something out. So I guess that's what inspires me. You know, I guess. I guess that's what inspires me, you know, the the possibility of expression and the fun and joy of a stand-up comedy show. You know what I mean? It's so great, you know. Being on stage is the best. But being in the audience is fucking amazing. They're 50% of the show. You know, I'm still a fan of comedy. Um, I'm honestly trying to taper back on my, uh, you know, I've been doing it long enough now where it's like I'm trying to make some traction, trying to move forward and, you know, throw my hat into the arena, you know. And, you know, you don't want to be watching too many people's specials. You don't want to be taking too many ideas. Not that I ever have or that I do, but... You know, you don't want what is called, I don't know, cross-contamination, you know? If I come to an idea, if I come to a thought, it should be organic. So, um, you know. But that is, um, I think, more of a uh, a self-monitoring thing. I never have... I've never taken other people's material, never been accused of it. No one cared to accuse me if I did. <laughs> Not quite on that level yet, but um, even if I did, you know, no one has. And it's just not something that I would do. It takes away from the whole point of doing stand-up comedian. 
or being a stand-up comedian. It's about self-expression. It's the ultimate spot as a theatrical performer, right? I would say comedy falls in the vein of theatrical performance, you know? And it's like the ultimate of the theatrical performances, you know? What do you want to be, an actor, a clown, a mime, a pickaninny? What do you want to be, you know? You want to be a tap dancer, a ballerina? No, I want to be a comedian. I don't know if that was the greatest sell, but um, it will have to do. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramtran, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. Ah, sip of coffee, folks. You know. Now, this is a show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, JR the P. Much about, you know my growth in hopes that it is entertaining, funny, and relatable to people. You know what I mean? You're going to have benefit from this show if you are a performer. You're going to be a benefit. There's a benefit to this show if you're a performer. You know, if you're a fellow performer, you might want to watch the show, find some, you know, entertaining pieces of discussion, topic, whatever. And if you are a you know, a person who is interested in performing, it also has value. You know, it's like a comedic current event self-help podcast, vodcast, right? And during pandemic 2020, I think we've all been hit with the opportunity for some self-growth, some self-awareness, right? So now I'm looking into my future and it's, you know, you don't want to look too, too far along the line, right? Down the line, right? We don't really know what the future holds, but we have to be prepared for it, you know, to relate it to acting, to relate it to comedy, you know, luck plays a big factor in one's career as a performer, as an actor, as a stand-up comedian. There's a lot of luck that plays into a successful career. But you can only really capitalize on luck if you're prepared. You have to be prepared to be lucky. Right? Up all night to get lucky. We're up all night to get lucky. You know, you got to be prepared for that luck. Isn't she lucky, that Hollywood girl? You got to be lucky. Number 17. Lucky. And, you know, you got to be prepared. So that's what I'm thinking going forward. And you know what I mean? This is kind of an unsettling matter for me to talk about because there's a lot of victimhood, victim blaming, you know, self-loathing that can occur when you address these, this topic in particular. But it's about rebirth, resurgence, growth, 
Now, as I mentioned, I am a performer. As I've beat it over your head a million times, I'm a performer. And um, I'm going to say this right now. Take a perusal through the lexicon of Jonathan Ramtree on the podcast. It is obvious I am talented enough to be working. I'm, I'm good enough to be a working performer. That's obvious. It's obvious on this episode. It's obvious right now. Take a fucking good gander at me. You think I couldn't do a commercial? You think I couldn't be... Um, you think I couldn't play a part in a movie and, you know, add my expertise to make the film better? You know, it's a collaborative, it's a collaborative experience, right? You know, whatever you do as an actor should be to serve the production. I know that. And I have control of my talent and my faculties. You think I couldn't use myself to serve a production to make it better? You're looking at a talented performer, folks. Right? And, you know, part of what I do is I do this on YouTube and I'm out there grinding it out like everybody else. And what is relatable across industry is that idea of you know, rebirth and letting go of the past and moving forward. Because, you know, one thing I'm very happy and fortunate about is, you know, as I mentioned, I am good enough to be working, but I'm really not in any real, um, well, in any real financial sense. You know, the finance is not quite there. I still have to work, um, you know, day jobs, little gigs, here and there just to cover the bills. But I'm fulfilled in my goals and I'm fulfilled moving forward. And, you know, it's not the destination that counts. It's the journey. So I got a lot of that mindset and um, I have no resentments. I'm not bitter. But I am, you know, you know, watching the clock and watching things and just, you know, humbly awaiting my turn. I don't want to be out here in the cold forever. You know, but then again, I don't want to be beaten down and bitter. You know what I mean? And crying and whining, bitch and whining and cabelly aching about, you know, my station, where I'm at. And rebirth is very important because, you know, during pandemic, going forward, which is relatable across industries, is like that idea of letting go of the past and allowing yourself a rebirth, you know, coming up as a young performer. I had many obstacles. I'm from Toronto. I'm from Canada, originally from Edmonton, Alberta, currently for the last like decade based in Toronto, Canada. See that right there? Based in. You know, I'm not based. I live in Toronto, Canada. What the fuck does that mean? I'm based in. That's like an industry term. Oh, he's a comedian based in fucking Toronto, Canada. There's so much game and gimmick in the performing world. And a lot of times, you know, you can either bitch, whine, squawk, or bellyache and fight the power. Or you can shut up, bear down, and compete. Right? Well, during my formative years, luckily I had the talent, I had the due diligence to, you know, seek higher learning. I went to theater school. 
I did as many gigs as I could. I got on stage as many times as I can. I just kind of, I just kept working at it, right? But I had a lot of um, dead weight, negative people in my life, right? Like, for example, um, you know, as I mentioned, luck is a very big factor in the performing world, in any real job, really. You know, there's a matter of luck, but you have to be prepared for it, right? Well, I was in a position where it's like, you know, I wasn't really getting them lucky breaks. And on top of which, I had actually a lot of people kind of weighing me down like an anchor around my neck. You know, like, you talk about the struggling artist, you know what I mean? I was a young dude out there trying to make it. You know, I had family members, you know, talking neg- negatively towards me, what I do, borrowing money off me. I'm like a starving artist. I got friends and family bothering me for money. I'm just like a fucking everyday Joe Blow. You know what I mean? Why are you coming to me to borrow money? Right? But, you know, in the ignorance of youth, I felt like it was something I had to do. I had to be charitable. I had to entertain these people. These are my family. These are my friends, you know? So what if they're ruining my life and wasting my time and stunting and inhibiting my potential? No, I owe something to them. Right? So now here I am a little older, um, a little wiser, um, and a little more understanding and forgiving. You know what I mean? There was perhaps a time I felt... uh, resentment or an anger or a woe is me to the situations of life today no it just is what it is and i work through it and you know as i look into my future you know i'm well aware that i want to be in the moment but there's always that hearken from the past right there's always that echo from the past and you know I recently had a friend reach out to me to spend some time during pandemic. Now, I'm not an overly, oh my God, COVID-19, oh my God. Uh, uh, I'm not an overly anxious person in regards to COVID-19, but I'm not a dummy neither, you know. It's a disease that spreads through um, close contact, you know. Droplets, coughing, you know, sneezing, touching, X, Y, and Z. Your best bet is to, you know, social distance, wear a mask when you're at the grocery store, any, you know, high volume of people place, you know, why not throw on a mask, you know, take the precautions and ride this thing through. I get a phone call from a friend. Hey, John, uh, I'm in town. Want to meet up? Like, what? And the last time I talked to this person was like a year ago. Same story. They're in town. They want to meet up and blah, 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 blah. All these like, all these kind of willy-nilly, haphazardly, slap-together fucking plans to meet up, which all amounts to bullshit. You know what I mean? 
Like you, you, you live life and you start to see a lie from the truth. It's like, dude, if you want to meet up with me, let's make some plans. When do you want to meet up? What time? Where? Okay, now we have a set plan and then we will execute the plan. No, before, before it was all up in the air and maybe this, maybe that, da, da, da. I knew it was bullshit and sure as shit, the plans fell through. Hey, no big deal. I don't hold a grudge. But fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? And during a pandemic, you know, it's like, dude, where's your head at? You know, it's like he's driven across country during a pandemic with his fiance and his infant child that he never even mentions to me, by the way, either, you know. These are things that you that you should be aware of when you're dealing with people in your past. You know what I mean? It's like when they're telling you stories that don't add up. It's like this is a person claiming to be a close friend, an old friend. But it's like you spring in all this shit on me last minute. You're not explaining yourself. Hey, by the way, um, I, 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 I got a fiance and a child and I'm going to be in town and um, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to be off doing something else, but um, I would like to come visit you. It's like, this doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, you don't want to, none of this makes any sense. First of all, it's during pandemic. And it's like, it's not the normal way. Like, if we're old friends and this and that and da-da-da-da, wouldn't you want to set up a plan with me? Set up a, you know, a time, hey, be great to catch up with you. I'd love to introduce you to my fiance, my child, you know, reminisce, take a trip down memory lane. No, it's all this slap together, stupid, you know, my car broke down in Winnipeg. Now I'm driving across country. Now I'm at my in-law's house, but my wife and my child are going to take a plane back to fuck butt, whatever the fuck. And, but I'm going to swing by and visit you for a day. Then we're going to rent a car and drive... It was just complete scatterbrained nonsense, suffice to say. Scatterbrained nonsense during pandemic. It would have made no sense even on a normal day, but especially during pandemic. It's like you're ringing my bell to fucking make all these stupid half slap together plans last minute that don't make any fucking sense. And I'm in a time of rebirth. Like a phoenix. You know? I'm in a time of rebirth. And, um, you know, this is parallel. This runs parallel to anybody out there when it's like these weird phantoms from your past. You know? You don't have to be all, you know, you know, ungracious and, you know, ungiving with your time but you do have to account for what does and doesn't make sense and what you want moving forward it's like dude you've made it clear to me in the past like in my in my position with this person i'm talking about he's made it clear to me in the past that my time isn't very valuable to him if he sees me if he doesn't see me whatever okay cool but I understand and respect that, but 
by the same token, don't expect me to do a backflip when you come knocking on my door. Oh, yes, I'll go and hang out with you in the middle of a pandemic and rent a car and drive around like an idiot. And yes, I'll take you on a sightseeing tour of um, Toronto, Canada, the fourth largest city in North America. Yeah, I'll take you out there in the middle of a pandemic to, you know, go and, you know, mingle amongst the masses of people out and about during a pandemic. Like, how fucked up is you? Like, what, what, what's, what the fuck's going on here? And, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of was just not feeling it. And the more I got talking to my friend there, he then makes a comment, um, you know, as I illustrated and as I hope is, you know, useful across industry, whenever you're doing what you do, you just do not have the time for other people's nonsense. So I'm on the phone with this guy and I told him straight, I'm like, yo, you know, I, I really don't appreciate this. I find it strange that you're just popping in out of nowhere during a pandemic wanting to catch up. You know, last time I heard from you, it was the same story. You wanted to meet up this, that and the other. Then you bailed last minute. I mean, what's going on here? None of this makes any sense. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry, blah, 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 da, 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 life, this, that, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Sorry about that. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Then he goes, oh, yeah, so what are you doing for work? And I tell him, I'm like, yeah, um, I'm working custodial full-time at the moment, and then I grind. I grind hard on my acting, my podcast, my comedy. You know, I'm still in the game of that. And, you know, everything's actually going quite well. Not perfect, but well. What does he say? Oh, uh, yeah, I heard that podcasts aren't even really interesting anymore. Like, nobody listens to podcasts. Like, I heard podcasts, like, nobody even listens to them right now. Like, how are your numbers? How are my numbers? How are my podcast numbers? What are you, the head of Netflix? What are you, the, the fucking CEO of YouTube? What the fuck? How are my numbers? Nobody listens to podcasts. Podcast, and you know, I don't know if you've ever had this position or been in this position where you don't want to engage in an argument or a debate with somebody that is your friend. You don't want to like get upset, but you're like listening to them and they're just saying shit that's just plain stupid, right? I'm like, well, actually, I don't know, man. Podcasts are pretty popular right now. And, uh, then he goes, really? Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't listen to podcasts. Like, who listens to podcasts? He doubles down on what he says. Well, I don't know about that. Like, I don't listen to podcasts. Who listens to podcasts? Then I go, actually, you know what? Podcasts are, like, um, more popular than ever right now. I mean, what you're saying doesn't even make any sense. Like, podcasts, they're as popular right now as they've ever been. I mean, just because you're stupid, and I don't even think he graduated high school, just because you're not a person who seeks information and entertainment and I don't know, whatever the fuck it is with him in particular, but podcasts are more popular than ever. I mean, notoriously, Joe Rogan just signed a huge deal with Spotify. Um, you know, My Favorite Murder, that's a podcast about, um, you know, murder 
murderers, serial killers, the whole murder narrative, which is, you know, met with some levity by the hosts, you know, Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Hardstark. They're these, um, you know, comedians and, you know, they're funny and they add a levity and they have an interest for that world and interest for the victims. And they've made like a subculture for themselves that is very meaningful in this day and age. You know, and they headlined the fucking Just for Laugh Festival of 2017. I mean, they I took a lot of inspiration from them. I'm like, wow, that's the strength of a podcast? These two women just talking it up, doing what they do. Um, you know, obviously, Mark Marin, you know, WTF, um, MMPC, Monday Morning Podcast, Bill Burr, you know, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, you know, um, Ari Spears, Spears and Steinberg. I love that podcast. Like, podcasts, man. And that's just in the world of comedy. There's like podcasts on every industry out there. Automotive podcasts. Um, baking podcasts. Politics. World affairs. You know, Music. There's so many great podcasts that are full of personality and information. And it's like free knowledge and free love. What the fuck are you talking about podcasts aren't? What's he talking about? And in his stupidity, he's trying to drag me down. And it's like, yo, I'm trying to be rebirthing myself. You know what I mean? And um, I kind of just said, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. And then, like, his signal was breaking up, right? He had bad connection on his phone. So we, as we were talking, he's like, oh, I can't hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, okay, okay, bye. So it's like we, we had to disconnect, right? So then I sent him a text message. Hey, you know, um, I was thinking about what you said. I'm just going to focus on work and getting my numbers up. You know, um, so I'm not going to have time to meet up with you. As much as I'd love to go down memory lane with you and talk about how stupid and pathetic your life probably is, um, don't have the time for it. So um, later. <laughs> and, yo, know, if that sounds harsh, well, that's the harsh reality of rebirth, you know? There's always somebody trying to fucking hold you down into some bullshit, right? And, you know, you can feel guilty about it or you can stand up and be who you are and take the reins of your life. And um, that's what I suggest to anybody. And there's no resentments or anger and, you know, uh I just had the common sense to call what was already called. Yo, the friendship has changed. The friendship has changed. And um, doesn't serve the same purpose in my life as it once did. So I'm not going to hold it to the same accountability or the same, you know, urgency or the same meaning that it once had. It doesn't have the same meaning that it once had. So I'm not going to hold it to the same meaning. 
I'm going to go work on getting my numbers up, seeing as nobody listens to podcasts. And, um, you know, just work on what I got to do. Rebirth. And, um, you know, I hope that's a relatable across, across the board to whatever you're dealing with out there, to whatever you do. Um, you know, I hope it's relatable because when you're dealing with rebirth, it's such a, it, first of all, it just sounds lame. <laughs> rebirth. I'm getting rebirthed. It just sounds lame. It sounds like the book of the month, self-help nonsense. You know, it's awkward. And then when you have to face in the mirror, you know, the things that hold you back, whether it be friends, family, your own outlooks, your own preconceived notions, your own ignorance. Whenever you have to face all of that to be reborn, you know, dunk your head in the river. I'm reborn. You know, like whatever the fuck it is, whenever you have to face that, can be scary. You know, who wants to admit that an old childhood friend doesn't hold the same meaning in your life as they once did? Not to say that things can't change or come about in a different way in the future, but, you know, you got to call it how it is, you know? I wasn't saying necessarily that, oh, this friendship is meaningless to me. I'm just saying, hey, it's not what it once was. You're talking at me in a way, or you're coming at me in a very strange way, out of the blue, randomly, requesting my time, inconsiderate of your past dealings with me. It's like, no, I'm not going to hop to it during pandemic. It doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, it's a waste of my time. You, your time's valuable? Yeah, my time's valuable. So, um, you know, that's, that's the, that's the self-love that you have to have during rebirth. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it's a really weird outlook for me. It's a new one for me. It's new. It's new for me to, you know, I'm not a victim. I'm not a martyr. But it's really new for me to completely put myself first in a situation. Because I'm like many people out there. I had a lot of family obligation, friend obligation, and it all boiled down to nothing. And now I see that I have an obligation to myself and my responsibilities. And that's what I'm going to be obligated to not the past not an unborn future but the possibility of now what is right ahead of me and i thank you very much for listening to this podcast um you know to show you some of my insight into podcasting it's not always professional to you know give an addendum you know to put into the listener's mind an opinion on what they just heard, right? But to be honest, this was kind of a rambling podcast. I kind of free-balled it, you know? I don't have any notes here. Usually I have notes. There's no notes here. I just kind of spoke from the heart, spoke from the hip. And, um, you know, 
I don't know how you took it. You know? Was it tight? Was it rambling? Did it come off the rails at points here, there? Yeah, hell, I don't know. But one thing's for sure. When it comes to rebirth, we have to let go of that past. Be present in the now for the potential of the future. And all these, all the victimhood and the judgment and the belief systems that we hold, we have to just shed like a fucking, you know, it's raining, it's sleeting, it's pouring, a pimp don't know what to wear, you know? Like my man Cat Williams would say, you know, you got to get that pimp coat off, player. You know, it's raining and sleeting. It's pouring. A pimp don't know what to wear. You know, get that fucking pimp coat off. You know, wipe that sweat. Wipe that debris off of you. You know, shed that dead past. You know, kick the victim, the judge, and the belief system out of your fucking head. Be present in the now for the potential of the future. And, you know... I love everyone. Everyone has a special place in my heart. You know? And to be honest, um, that doesn't mean I want to meet everybody or reconnect with everybody. It's, it's just a basic love for humanity. You know? And a lot of that can just be, you know, do unto others as you do unto yourself. You know? I don't want to sound disingenuous because it's like, I do love everyone, but I'm also willing to put my needs first. As long as they don't contradict or conflict with anyone else. You know what I mean? So it ain't about... It ain't about... Holding on to that anger and that... And all that... that that shit with people, you know what I mean? Here we go again. This is another secret of podcasting. I probably should have stopped podcasting like I had a crescendo there. I'm like, you know, you know, when it comes to life, you got to um, let go of the victimhood, the judge, the belief system. You got to be present in the now and move to the f- potential of the future. Thank you for watching. Should just stop there, but then I go, there I go again, running my yap, bitch, wine, belly aching, squawking, you know, feeling guilty about speaking up for myself, you know, having to reinstate that I love everybody and I respect everybody and I don't hate the people in my past or whatever. It's just that I don't got fucking time for shit that doesn't matter to me anymore, you know? Oh my God, I should apologize for that. Never apologize. Unless you mean it. And even then, only pussies apologize. It's your old chucker buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent June 15th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Ah, a bit of a rambling, mumbling, jumbling, bumbling, you know, bitch wine, squawk, bellyache kind of, kind of fucking, you know, episode. But hey, that could be expected. You know, I am, you know... In the middle of a pandemic, for your fucking information, it's not like I'm hobnobbing around town, talking to people, and, you know, 
getting my dick sucked, you know, I'm clammed up in my fucking apartment, you know, going fucking bonkers, but hey, yo, you're living it as well. If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, please do hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. I'm available on multiple multiple uh, platforms, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. You can catch me on all those um, platforms. And again, I thank you very much for your listenership, your viewership. Many exciting things to come. You know, this is a rebirthing phase in a, in a sense. And, um, you know, do, uh, do, uh, hang in there, you know, you're gonna see something, I'm sure. Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. A height, peace.